1: Bring, bring it back. Bring it back. hello and welcome back to the epl roundtable i'm your host kevin devries and as always if you'd like to reach us at the podcast you can do so by either tweeting us at epl roundtable or emailing us at eplroundtable at gmail.com all right, we are back with a club update, this time talking all things Crystal Palace with Jay, who you may know as the founder and editor of TheEaglesBeak.com, uh, and also is the host of the Meridian Sports Show, Um, and also is on our show, A Plenty. Um, first of all, thanks for uh, joining us on here, Jay. Obviously, today's match probably wasn't exactly what you've wanted, and obviously there's probably been some fan backlash about <laughs> effort levels et cetera. but you've reached your objective you stayed safe you actually ended up 14th which would have been a dream not but three weeks ago I mean if I'm not mistaken you were only safe last
0: week yeah hello Kev. thanks for having me back on um it's great to be back on the podcast by the way yeah I mean today's game was uh, it's one of those where all the pressure was on last week the players clearly put everything into into that game against Hull last weekend, and it was a very kind of emotional, sensitive day. You know, not knowing quite what uh, what was going to happen against Hull, and I think the the game today was a little bit of a damp squid. You know, performance wasn't great. Uh, we didn't have the likes of goodbye Townsend in the team, uh, missing through through injuries So, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are a little bit fooled by the fact that United played a lot of youngsters against us um, because they've got the Europa Cup final, um, or Europa League final, even. Um, later on in the week which is which is only fair understandable uh, wasn't going to affect any it uh, wasn't going to affect their position um, and obviously the relegation places sort of at the bottom so um, should we have won that game against a week in the united side then um, it wouldn't have affected any any relegation places so you know there's there's, there's no argument there at all but um I think the, the, the result the the performance is disappointing there's a few fans saying anything on social media but I think for the most part you know we're quite pleased the season's over we've managed to stay up um even though it's been quite an odd season to be honest and it's probably a season that we're glad to see the back off but um there's still been plenty of high points um yeah, throughout the season and I think a lot of people expected Palace to push on this season. It hasn't quite happened through one thing or another. So um so yeah fourteenth place I'd have taken out of both hands if if you said that to me what four or five weeks ago as as the uh, as the fixtures were kind of panning out towards the end of the season. So um so yeah, I'm very pleased with fourteenth place finish. Um, I think sometimes when you look through the history books and look at league table finishes, it doesn't always tell the whole story. And, and that's clearly the case of Palace. You look at a table and we, we finished above Watford, Burnley and Swansea. I mean, Watford and Burnley haven't been that low, I don't think, for all seasons. So it kind of doesn't really tell, show the whole picture. But um, pleased to finish 14th. Probably quite pleased that the season's over with now um, because it has been. Uh, quite testing i would say uh, from a palace perspective but you know on the flip side we have had our high points as well and obviously the highest point is, is staying in division um for what will be our fifth consecutive season in the premier league and that's a record for us so um so look forward to that
1: yeah obviously um expectations were higher this season at least as an external person i i think i had crystal palace in my top 10 in my mm. pre-season predictions that's obviously Uh, not how things started out, then obviously you bring in Sam when things are starting to look really bad. Uh, What what was your opinion of his tenure since he came into the club?
0: I I mean, on the first point there, I think a lot of neutrals like yourself were expecting Palace to to do better than we actually did. And I think on paper, the squad was a lot better than perhaps finishing 14th place in the table. I know I don't buy into the fact that people say, you know, that team's too good to go down, that squad shouldn't be there you're, you're in a position for a reason. You finish in a position for a reason. Um, if you finish in the bottom three, then you're just clearly not good enough, whether you've got quality players or not. We just spent a bit of money in the summer. Uh, ben Teke came in, which was um, probably a marquee signing for us, which has followed a couple before that. Lights like goodbye. But it's kind of trying to continue building the squad's that we've tried to in the top division with with the money that's available now in in the top division. So uh, that's probably a first for us spending that much on a striker, um, and he's and, and he's rewarded us with um, I think he finished up with seventeen goals, something similar to that, which uh, which which is excellent, really. I mean, he, he missed a few penalties and had a few off days, but he scored goals when perhaps we've needed him to, which which is good. Um, in terms of Sam Aras coming, in, mean, I, I think we were in danger of probably sacking Pardew a little bit too late. Um, could have hindered. Well will certainly hinder Aladice coming in and and, and kind of realising or, or taking time to realise what he had to do and perhaps what he'd signed up for in a way. I mean, I mentioned, you know, just now that a squad is too good to go down. Sam Aladice would have known what kind of squad he had at his, his disposal. Like Benteke, you read through her names, Benteke, Zaha, Townsend, Kabai. You're thinking, wow, this is, you know, this is, this is a decent squad of players that I'm coming to work with. Arguably the best squad of players that he's had to work with. England aside, you could argue, of course, but uh, for the likes of some of his other jobs at Bolton, he had a really good squad with Yuri Dürkhaev, uh, JJ Kotcher, that kind of quality. And, and I would liken the Palace squad at the moment very similar to, to that squad that was, that was back in the top division when he managed them. Um, he was right to say, I mean, he, he took over, his first game was Boxing Day game away at Watford. <clears throat> we started very well. In that game, first off, we probably should have been two or three goals up by half time. Didn't materialise. Benteke missed a penalty, uh, and obviously the sucker punch was Watford came back, got an equaliser, and after that, it kind of took a little while for Allardyce to put his mark on um, not just a team but on a training ground as well. And I think the job for Allardyce, he realised at that point, it was going to be much bigger. He took time in bringing people in. Sammy Lee came in, who I think that. That is such an underestimated appointment by a lot of people. Um, I think Samuel Lee has been very influential in what he's brought to the training ground, what he's brought to the touchline as well. Uh, A very—he's one of these characters that is always wants to be involved, always talking to the players, which I think is invaluable. from the touchline at least, from the bench and, and on the training ground. So I, I've liked an awful lot, and, and South Palace fans across the board have liked an awful lot of what he's done. So, uh, But Sam Owens did come out and say that it's going to take him until uh, at least March to try and get his squad um, fit. Um, that was one of his biggest gripes, that the squad wasn't fit enough at all. Um, Andrews Townsend did come out and say something very similar. He admitted that he wasn't fit enough in that first half of the season. Um, and it took him that long to kind of get to grips with... Um, his own fitness and his role in the team, and I think, you know, for Townsend's perspective, he had an awful first half of the season to the point that Palace fans are saying, "Why did he? Why did we sign him?" You know, questioning his uh, his talent, um, why he left Newcastle to come to Palace. Um, rumors in January that he was going to go back, um, but with the help of Allardyce, he kind of turned that around and, and turned it around for a few players in in, in the side. And, and by March, Allardyce was proved right. We got a few wins. That we that we needed, particularly at that point in the season, where we we're kind of sunk down to um, just outside the bottom three. Um, didn't really spend that long in the bottom three um, after that, and and by that point, Alan had got the team playing well. Here, brought in his own um, medical team, his analysers. He brought in um, the, the the Welsh medical guy from from the uh, international, the Welsh international team setup, which was good. Brought in his own um, goalkeeping coach and some uh, uh, and obviously Samuel Lee as well. And, and built himself a, a very good backroom staff to do what he needed to do. That took time to implement at a training ground, obviously, and uh, uh, which is what Sam did. Um, but yeah, got to March, and the results started coming. Um, it was a close run, run thing towards the end, but I think as the season hit the last six or five or six games, there was always a kind of, not an air of confidence, but there was always an opportunity for Palace to... To secure safety on a number of different occasions, it, it's just typical Palace that we left it until Hull at home last weekend um, that we managed to get the points we needed to secure mathematical safety in the end. But um, personally, I think Sam Allardyce has done a terrific job. He's he's turned us around from what was arguably a, a very unhappy. Well, I don't know. I don't know if unhappy is the word. Um, I don't think that the squad of players was unhappy under Pardew. Um, I think. It was more a case of they'd lost their way, um, and the methods of Pardew were kind of getting a little bit stale. I think that happens at times when managers are at a club for a little while, um, and it might. I mean, it was it was it was close. It was a close calling, in, like I say, we got to the to the game against Hull last weekend, and and obviously we won that emphatically. But it was quite nervous going into that game, knowing that if Hull had beaten us, then we were we still had a chance last game the season. But you know, it makes it a little bit more difficult. So very pleased for that to happen. Sam and has done a great job uh, bringing in the people he needed to bring in. Um, so looking forward to what he could do in the summer for us. And and it it, it kind of goes without saying that um, he did a good job in the January transfer window with very little time um, from his appointment at the end of, end of December um, to actually bring in the players that he thought he needed to bring in. Um, and I think he just did enough for us um, in that short space of time to identify who he needed, what positions he needed, uh, and brought in just about the right players, I think.
1: Hmm. Yeah I was gonna uh, ask you to go through some of your transfers you kind of did with most of them I guess the the one obvious exclusion has been Mandanda who I think is why so many people thought you were really gonna move up obviously very well known in France for his ability as a goalkeeper yeah, so disappointing. you didn't really see it then he was hurt then he just disappeared uh, mm. I assume his future is elsewhere but, but uh, if you don't mind speculating a little bit what, what happened there?
0: Well, there's a a lot of talk around the club about him being very homesick. He'd spent all his life in the south of France. He'd always played for Marseille. He was a captain of Marseille for 10 years. And uh, I think there's a clear case of a a culture shock um, from moving from South Wales to South London. Um, Maybe his signing was... um, I wouldn't say he was promised different things, but I think when you come from a club like Marseille... um, quite a different culture. Um, he could speak English um, a little, but I think it, it was clear uh, after... He, I mean, he played the first few games and it, it was almost immediately a fan favourite, which probably didn't help matters with the way it kind of worked out. And it got to a case of, I think it was Burnley. I can't remember what his last game was, actually. I think he only played nine games for us in the end. And I think after 10 after ten games, his uh, appearance fee would uh, would mean... You know, a fee or, or an amount of money going to Marseille, which has a lot to do with the fact that we haven't seen him again this season. Um, it's a real shame because he came to Palace as as a real under the radar signing. You know, a lot of people were saying, "Wow, well, how did Palace get Mandanda from Marseille?" Because there was a lot of suitors across Europe for him. Um, there's a lot of talk about him going back to Marseille this summer. Uh, He's still under contract at Palace, so I think Marseille. There's there's a lot of talk about Marseille not wanting to pay a fee for him, but he's still so that's still to be sorted out. But I I I think there's no no chance for him to stay at the club um, any longer. It's just a shame. It happens, you know. You can't begrudge a player if if he doesn't settle. Um, it does happen. It's it's nothing to. You, you, it's difficult. Some people are saying, "Oh, you gets paid enough money to to not worry about those sorts of things." But that's not that's not right. It's it's just one of those things. unfortunately it's it's a, it's a real shame because I rated him as a keeper uh, before, and I was really excited when he when he signed for Palace. I thought great because you know we had struggled with Hennessy last season. Uh, we've continued to do so uh, in, in phases <laughs> this season. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's been a shame because I think that's one position that we wanted an upgrade in. Uh, and it'd be interesting what Allardyce thinks going into this summer as well but um, wish Mandanda well no hard feelings at all it's just a shame it didn't work out Uh, but unfortunately yeah it's the way it goes sometimes isn't it
1: selling a little or a lot Yeah, obviously that position will need to be strengthened uh, Mm. in the summer unless you want another, another year of uh, Wayne (laughs) Hennessey being the main option at the back. Uh, For me, Uh, a player that I... mm -hmm.
0: I think, sorry, I think um, it's difficult to know. I'll be really interested to know Allardyce's views. And the only way we're uh, we're ever going to know that is if he goes out and signs a a top keeper in the summer, really. I mean, we've obviously got to lose Mendanda, So you're going to really want three keepers in your squad. And and, Julian Spiron has just signed a new one-year deal. Uh, to stay at a club so um, I think Hennessy signed a two-year deal last summer so those two are going to be sticking around it just interestingly whether Allardyce believes he needs to sign a number one so only time will tell I guess
1: oh so the answer isn't obvious it really it's could not, be
0: it really could go either way it really could wow yeah uh, yeah uh, uh, it, um, we need a third keeper. I think the Premier League squads do need three keepers, you know, with the way things are, with um, you know, squad players. So whether you could whether try to get a case England of, international Alex McCarthy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have him back. Um, I, I I didn't mind him. I mean, I think he was castigated for one mistake. Um, no, I just think
1: it, it's hilarious that you know we we were talking about when will yeah, Crystal Palace yeah. finally get a player into the England squad, and then your third keeper that you got rid of after one year made it in.
0: And it was quite quick after, after him signing his yeah. which is um, <laughs> yeah, crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's a position that uh, we will touch on. But, yeah, yeah, it's a position
1: we probably need to look at. But It's just where in that stack you go. Will you go for somebody exactly. at the top or a young player that can follow up Ex- those two?
0: It, exactly right. Makes
1: sense. What positions do you think you'll strengthen? For me, um, I really liked Joel Ward like two years ago. And I just mm. have not been as
0: impressed with him this no. season. No, I, we did. We need an upgrade at right back. I think his biggest problem is that he hasn't got any competition for that slot um, because Martin Kelly is not a right back um, at all. He plays in that position as cover for Joel Ward, but Joel Ward is a player that is, is almost an ever-present every season. Um, and you you need players like that at your club. Um, he hasn't been as impressive this season. I think he's been found wanting on a number of occasions this season, um, particularly today. I think for the first United goal. Um, but I mean, today's game was a bit of a damp squid anyway. Um, but you want players at, at the top level to be challenged. Um, and he's not being challenged at the moment. And I think he's under threat of losing his position to a new sign in, which I don't like seeing players that have put in a good shift for a club. But, you know, we have to move on, we have to evolve. So, um, right back, you're right, is a position where I think we need to strengthen with a first choice right back. Uh, we have a multitude of left backs at the club. So, um, from one point having no left backs when Pat Suarez broke his leg in a horrible car accident, um, to having three now on the books in in Schlupp, um Van Arnholt and uh, Pat Suarez. Although Schlupp can be deployed further up the pitch um, mm. as can Van Arnholt. So, um, I would say we've got several options that side. But yeah, right back is a slot we need to uh, we need to strengthen as well as a goalkeeper. Anything else, or, or would that suit you? Um, I sense back is, uh, is a worry, is a concern. Um, Sacco, I'd love us to go all out and get Sacco. I really would because he's made such an impact for us this season. Uh, and it's no secret that Sacco was close to be a named player of the season at Palace, uh, after just eight games. Um, and while that sounds ludicrous to some fans out there, if, if those same fans have seen his eight games, he played And it was for at us. such a crucial time for you. It was. It, I mean, I, I would go as... Him and Luka coming into the squad at the times they did. Luka Miljevic has signed us for us in January. He played his first game against Stoke, which is a 1-0 away defeat. Uh, I think Sacco joined, played his first game, the game after that. and From that point on, I mean, Luka protecting the back line, which was the biggest problem we had. And Sacco coming in and was just an absolute beast. And, and, the, and the back line played up with him. It was just such an influential character at the club. He's a likable character. Um, got on with. Obviously, we had a, we got a French influence at the club already, uh, but with Sacco coming in, um, you know, it, it would be fantastic for us to get him. In, you know, in he he looked like he was enjoying his football again after what's been you know plenty of controversy over the last twelve eighteen months for him at Liverpool, being told that he was surplus to requirements at Liverpool. So I just. I find it crazy that a club at Liverpool let him go when they were struggling at centre-back at points this season, um, which you know, which could have made a difference for them as the season progressed. But somebody like Saka coming in, I haven't seen a player make as much of an impact as he did at Palace since we signed Lombardo uh, all those years ago. Um, and, and Lombardo was at the club, I think he made like 37-odd appearances, but he made a huge impact. Saka in those eight games, just... just uh, it, it's it's so difficult to explain to other fans because um, you know he's only a loan sign, and a lot of people say our oh, loan signings, you know, they don't have their heart at the club. But it, this is a player who wears his heart on his sleeve, whoever shirt he's wearing. Um, no particular allegiance as such. He will, you know, he, he was paid to do a job Palace, and he and he did that to more than he, the best of his ability. Because I think he was absolutely exceptional, and um, again, another player which is uh, the, the fans have had a soft spot for, and it'd be great to have him back, but I. I, I think he's looking for Champions League football, uh, and again, a player that would wish him wish him well. If he doesn't want to come to Palace, then fine. Um, but I, I, he would be if we are, if we were to only make one sign in the summer, it would be him because he's, he's left that uh, he's left that mark on us uh, so much. Um, and as I mentioned, Luca in the middle has been almost as influential um, in, 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 more so in a position that he plays for us, which was much needed after losing after selling Jednak. Um, uh, during the season, which uh, was a shame to see he hadn't let go, but he kind of got to a point in his time at Palace where it's uh, he, probably not good enough for the Premier League, which proved the point when he went to Villa uh, no Premier League clubs came in for him but um, but yeah, Saka and Luka, really big signings, and obviously Benteke in the summer got us the goals this year, so um, yeah, it's like I say, it's been a tough season, but you know there have been plenty of bright spots along the way so that's it's football, isn't it? <laughs>
1: It sure is, um and the roller coaster ride is now over, um, but if you look at next season, you know we're not too far away from from the opening of the transfer window, which is going to be the beginning of July, and then it's mm-hmm. next year already if If you mm-hmm. had to guess about next season, what your goals would be as as I alluded to earlier, I thought this was the year that you know seventeenth wasn't enough. Uh, You ended up 14th anyway, so even if that had been the goal, you would have nailed it. But um, what are your expectations for Crystal Palace, and do you think that the club have a
0: similar goal? Yeah, I think it's a tough one, isn't it? Because you get the same old cliches that every club outside the top six or seven sides are always looking for that 40 points, and then they go from there, which I think it's not a cliche at all, really, because I think it's true. I think every manager who isn't managing a top six or seven side will be looking at that benchmark every season to, right, get to 40 points. I mean, just look at West Brom this season. As soon as they got to 40 points, even though they finished up quite highly, they, they kind of took their foot off the pedal a little bit. Um, so it's a psychological thing as well. For us next season, this season I expected us to push on like everybody else did. Um, push on from last year, but it didn't materialise through one thing or another. Um, Pardew perhaps wasn't good enough for the Premier League. Um, His tactics and tactical knowledge um, and timing of those tactics during games uh, proved to be found wanting. Yes, he got us to a cup final, but those horrendous periods of bad form um, were just almost killer blows for us. I mean, that could well have been something that, May have sent us down this season. Obviously, it turns out there's three worse teams in the Premier League than us, or more than three, actually, because we finished 14th, like you say. But obviously, it didn't look that way you know, as, as the weeks got towards the end of the season. But uh, next season, I'm fully expecting us to push on. Um, I, I mean, there's no reason why we can't aim for a top 10 slot. I mean, Bournemouth finishing in the top 10 this season. Um, perhaps you could argue that we should should have been at that position, but you know, we haven't been good enough to finish in that position. So I think looking ahead... Um, it would be great to go, try and improve on that 10th place finish we had a couple of seasons ago. Hmm. Um, and I think that's the aim. Wait, was that yeah, your first and...
1: season up, that 10th place?
0: No, no, no. That oh, was okay. the season with Pulis. Uh, oh, Took right. over, came in, um, got us to finish 10th. And that was an excellent finish, um, highest finish in, in the Premier League in its current guise, of course. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's achievable for us. I'm just so interested. I'm, I'm so looking forward to summer to see exactly how Allardyce approaches it and, and, and what areas... I think it's clear what areas he needs to look at, um, but it's just, you know, the personnel. And he said something today that said, it's not a case of um, getting players in, it's a case of getting the right players in for those right positions, which, um, yeah, I'm, 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 it's, it's, it's going to be... Pardy said this season was going to be a season of transition. I don't think he realised it was going to be quite a transition to affect him <laughs> as it turned out. Um, it has been a season of transition, um, but to a good point, I think. I think Allardyce is a good fit for us, as it's turned out. Him and Sammy Lee have done a fantastic job, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do for us in the summer. Uh, we may lose a player um, across the summer, but if that sacrifice has to be done um, to strengthen the squad as a whole, then, yeah, we will see. We will see. I, I think Allardyce deserves a back backing um, this summer after what he's come in and done turned us around when we looked uh, we looked like we had one foot in the uh, in the championship at the point he took over.
1: Mm. Yeah. Any uh, final thoughts to wrap the season up?
0: Uh, relief <laughs> that the season's <laughs> over. Um, not worried about today's result against United, as some fans may have mentioned on social media, because, hey, it's in the season. There's nothing riding on today's game whatsoever. Maybe a few million pounds here and there. We could have finished, I think, in the end, we could have finished 11th, but hey, it's, it's, uh, it's so much money in the Premier League. Anyway, I think we are just very happy to be in the Premier League again for a fifth season in a row um, and looking forward to it next season. Yep,
1: obviously uh, looking forward to having you back on to hear about it. Uh, thank you so much for all your contributions throughout the year and for joining us today. Uh, where should people find you in the interim uh, before next season?
0: Of course, I'll be. Yeah, thanks for having me on during the season. I haven't been on as much as I'd have liked, but um, but yeah, it's been, always been great coming on. Uh, always good guests to, to chat about other teams. And it's I, th- I find it so interesting to talk to opposition fans about their clubs, you know, those that are knowledgeable um, and not so negative, you know, like social media can be. So um, it, it's been excellent being a part of it, Kev. So thank you. Um, as for getting in contact with me, I run the Eagles Beak. So we're all over social media, but you can always get me on the Twitter handle, which is at the Eagles Beak and as you mentioned at the top of the show I'm also a host of a local community sports show called the Meridian Sports Show which you can get if you're in a local area which probably not many of you are Uh, you can get it online as well so you can catch us on Twitter there uh, with the Twitter handle at the Meridian SS yeah thanks so much again
1: you are one of those uh, contributors that you say always brings very interesting opinions and we're always very glad to hear them from you and I'm sure the people at home are as well Uh, have a lovely off season and I'm sure we'll speak soon